It's 60 minutes to nine. So could we all be voting in another referendum after Labour's move towards holding one? You may be delighted at the prospect or share the same kind of anguish as Brenda from Bristol expressed those years ago. There are clearly a number of political difficulties in the way, but what about the practical ones? Well, here to talk us through all of that are Jill Rutter, Programme Director at the Institute for Government, and Professor Sir John Curtis, the political scientist and polling expert who joins us from Glasgow. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Um, so, Jill, first of all, what would have to happen, assuming this managed to get passed in the House of Commons, which I know is a huge if, what would happen, have to happen next? So, the first thing that we would need is the government would need to introduce legislation to have another referendum. We don't have a sort of automatic way of holding a, leg- holding a, a referendum and just having a vote in the House of Commons isn't enough to do that. So the government would have to introduce a bill... <coughs> to hold a referendum uh, that would obviously have to go through both the House of Commons and House of Lords. And under the processes set up in 2000, under a thing called the Political Parties, Elections and Referendum Act, the Electoral Commission would, at the same time as that bill's going through, have to consult on the question, which you can imagine would be quite controversial. And that needs to happen while that bill is going through, so the question can be incorporated in the legislation. There's then a series of processes that go through after the legislation is passed, uh, and that all extends the timetable, because the Electoral Commission has to sort of set up the referendum, has to designate the people who will campaign on both sides, and then we have a period of the campaign. And one of the things that the Commons and the Lords would have to decide is what's the status of the referendum? Is it an advisory referendum like the 2016 referendum was, or is it a referendum that basically takes automatic effect? So is it a confirmatory referendum of something that has already been put into legislation? So what would be the shortest possible timetable in your view? There's a normal short timetable that people talk about, people like the Constitution Unit, people that we've uh, we've estimated is around 21, 22 weeks and there are sort of weeks you could lop off that allows 12 weeks for uh, the electoral commission to consult on the question people think that could possibly be reduced to about eight weeks you could have a shorter campaign uh, you could have a sh- rushed process of designation but I think one of the things that you'll be doing then is potentially compromising the quality of the referendum there's also the question of how quickly can that bill go through because you can imagine quite a lot of issues would be quite controversial. Things like the franchise, who gets to vote, those 16, 17-year-olds, EU nationals living here or British nationals who've made their life in the EU, all of whom felt disenfranchised last time around. So it's not not obvious that the you know, either House would pass this bill quickly uh, just to do it. So Understood. Some of the constraints. So let's bring in uh, John Curtis now on, on the vexed question of what the question would be. And um, if Labour gets its way, then it would be between um, Theresa May's deal and the idea of uh, remaining inside the European Union. But that would be controversial, wouldn't it? Well, there is no doubt that any referendum that we held now is going to be controversial. Uh, by the way, I think I, my interpretation of Keir Starmer's uh, contribution uh, a few moments ago is that there's no guarantee that Theresa May's deal would be what would be on the ballot paper. He Basically, he's saying that would only happen 
if Theresa May can get her deal through the House of Commons, and by the way, we, the Labour Party, are not going to help her to get it through the House of Commons, which probably is the one thing that you would have to do if you do actually want to referendum held very quickly. I think just to add slightly to what Jules said, there is a potential obvious vehicle for holding a confirmatory, uh, setting up a confirmatory referendum, and that would be the bill that would have to go through the Commons and the Lords should the uh, Prime Minister ever win the meaningful vote because we have to ratify the treaty and be possible to make the ratification subject to a referendum. And that, that legislation is potentially the one uh, vehicle uh, uh, for doing this. But otherwise, if we assume that it's going to be about uh, Mrs May's deal versus Remain, then basically the, the Electoral Commission is going to have to try to attempt to craft a question that would probably have to say something like, do you agree that uh, the United Kingdom should leave the European Union on the terms set out in XXX, which is, you know, some act or other, um, or do you think that it should remain in the European Union? That's probably going to have to do, but there is no doubt Coming up, whereas the idea of remain versus leaving the European Union is something that's relatively straightforward, the idea that we leave on the terms set out in X is inevitably going to be so much more complicated. And that's why the process of consultation will be required uh, to make sure we have a question that people understand. And John, just give us a sense of the state of polling on all this at the moment. Well, the answer is that I mean, if, we t if we take, first of all, the questions that simply ask people remain versus leave, we have a narrow but consistent remain majority at the moment. My running average says it's remain 53, leave 47. But it needs to be understood that a lot of that lead and the movement since 2016 is not because of people changing their minds, but rather because those who did not vote two and a half years ago are at least two to one in favour of Remain. So the question is, would they turn out to vote? There's then a, fewer, a smaller collection of polls which have asked people how you would vote in a referendum between Remain and Mrs May's deal. In that, Remain tends to be rather further ahead because there is a considerable minority of Leave voters who say don't know in response to that question. And certainly one of the reasons why those on the Leave side will not like this referendum is that it, it rules out effectively the Brexiteers' preference of leaving without a deal, which we know around a half leave voters, actually, that is their first preference. So uh, so that's therefore uh, going to be uh, uh, something where fighting that referendum that on that narrow uh, leave proposition is going to be more difficult for the leave side than the wider proposition. John Curtis, Jill Rutter, thank you both.